Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Turn, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How are you doing, Cal? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm in a brewery. I'm also in a brewery. Uh, That's, that's good, fantastic. isn't it? Oh, and these these two, they're also in a brewery. Hello. We're also in a brewery. Hello. Would Go you on. like to introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Ian. I'm sales marketing for Wild Weather. And I'm JD. I'm head brewer at Wild Weather. So we're at Wild Weather then. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so uh, we're on location today. We're actually in the brewery. Uh, so sound is going to be, you know, it's a, it's a workplace. There's going to be stuff going on. You might hear people uh, shouting and swearing downstairs. Uh, there might be Hopefully. things being moved about. Burping, breaking wind. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's a living environment. These things are going to be, uh, going to be just a little bit different to how our podcast normally sounds. Yeah. So what is Wild Weather all about? Uh, I think Wild Weather started about seven years ago now. Mike started a business. He'd always wanted to get into it. Um, much like yourself, Mike, he had, a, he had a deep love of music. So thought about setting up, or did set up a little business making guitars for a little while. Decided that maybe wasn't the way forward. A bit, uh, bit label, in- label intensive, labour intensive. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, and then had a deep think about what he enjoys, and I think the, it came down to uh, it came down to soup and beer. <laughs> nice, good combo. Good combo, not necessarily together. Uh, we've had milkshake IPAs, but nobody wants a Covent Garden IPA. Do they? Fizzy soup, though. Oh, no. I, I've owned a Soda Stream. I can tell you that. I can tell you that fizzy bovril is not the way you think it might go. <laughs> I see, I've got this idea of running fizzy um, fizzy gravy through a beer engine just for chips. No, it might be a northern thing. Those <laughs> <laughs> possibly, yeah. Those at home can't see the group faces that were just pulled with the words "fizzy gravy" together. <laughs> Three of us with a slightly pained expression and Cal with his eyes wide with excitement. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, so yeah, seven years ago, um, Mike went up to the Outstanding Brewery, set up, um, got got an idea of how to brew, and did all his did all his brewery knowledge. Uh, bought first kit, still the same kit we're on now. Um, and that was that was where we started. Um, a year later, I got uh, our eyes met across a crowded bar. Um, <laughs> Mike said to me, uh, "Do you fancy having your having your fingers in all the beers, so to speak?" And uh, and that was how I got involved in the brewery, and, and we've sort of gone from there. Nice, nice. And uh, you've been doing very well lately. It's been madness. Yeah, yeah, we're busier than we've ever been right now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, uh, like, obviously, you know, we're taking time out of your your precious day while you probably should be working. You're giving us a break. That, <laughs> yeah, go on. See, we're here to help. Yeah, that's what this is about. Thank you. <laughs> and it's a busy day because you are brewing a beer. We are brewing a beer. Uh, nice. We're brewing a beer today, which is a spruce beer. It mm. can only really be done at a specific time in the year. And that's down to when you can pick the spruce. And obviously you have to use it fresh. So it was picked fresh yesterday with some volunteers from the um, Reading Amateur Brewers. I think, oh, they nice. know, I think they know who you guys are. Yes, I think <laughs> yeah. they do. <laughs> I think you know who they are as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, so I roped them in and fed them some beer while they... Uh, we're in the woods with me yesterday. Oh, excellent. Nice. Yeah, that sounds a lot more sinister than it should be. I think it's because I used the word rope. <laughs> <laughs> there was no rope involved. <laughs> Just coaxing. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, if, if you can convince a bunch of people to come into the woods with you uh, with the enticement of beer, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. Surely. Like, that could never be abused. Mm. 
And yeah, good time of day, to, good time of year to go out for a nice walk in the yeah, woods. Yeah, and you definitely picked the good day because yesterday it was nice and sunny, whereas today it's tipping it down. Yeah, it really could have been a miserable affair, yeah, but yeah, it was actually it really quite good, you know. So how much did you end up picking? We picked 27 kilos this year. Wow. And um, I've got a few samples just there. If you pick Ooh. up one of them, yeah, that's how much it weighs. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, 27 kilo of that. Yeah, it's uh, God, probably like about seven malt sacks. So a malt sack wow. is uh, 25 kilos when it's full of malt, of course. Um, but yeah, 27 kilos. I think two, about seven two years ago when JD came up with the uh, came up with doing this beer on the full size kit, he was like, "Right, I'm going to go scrumping for spruce tips. I'm going <laughs> to go around the local villages, and I've seen some trees. I reckon I can get enough." And he came back with this bowlful, and he was so happy with himself. He's, he's like, "How much do you need, JD?" And he said, uh, "I think about 13 kilos. Yeah. How much have you got there?" And he weighed it, and he went. About 10 grams. <laughs> oh. In my defence, it was 800 grams. 800 grams. That's, that's, that's still yeah. just rubbish. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not enough, really. Yeah, one, one person, when they're picking like a madman, can pick about four kilos in three hours. Wow. If you've got enough trees around you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I suppose that's the thing. Like, like, like you have to kind of go and find what you're looking for, make sure there's enough around in that area to before you start picking. Yeah, it's no good just finding one tree. No. Because um, in the woods behind us, there's plenty of individual trees, but yeah. you might get 500 grams off that. Yeah. Because, you know, you need... I mean, there's only a certain amount of height you can actually go to as well. Mm. I mean, like, were you guys climbing the trees? No, to... no, no. So, so it was just what was in arm's reach? Yep. I, I, I hope you got a lot of tall people. No, all medium no. height. All medium, <laughs> medium, medium people. standard humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then some, some of the trees we picked from... very odd-shaped trees now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of bare around the bottom. No, you only take the new growth off, so you, yes. you don't really um, change the structure of the tree at all. And you make such a... T- you know, even 27 kilos sounds a lot, but when you've got a whole forest, it's nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing yeah. is, is like, I've seen spruce trees when they're, like, when they're putting out new growth, and there's just so much of it. Mm-hmm. Right, it's insane. And it tastes very nice as well. I've just tried to... Because normally we chew grain, mm. uh, and now I'm chewing spruce tips. And it's great. It's, re- it's, it's so, a lot sweeter. Yeah, where, than I was where do you suggest I eat? Just all of it? Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, the, these are the tips. So mm. the rest of the tree oh, wow. is. Um, oh, wow. That's really good, isn't it? That's a weird flavour. Mm. That'd be nice in a salad, mm. I think. Quite citrusy. I'd, I've yeah. never heard a man from that far up north say nice salad. and salad in the same yeah, sentence. Covered in fizzy gravy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do salads. Salad covered mm. in fizzy gravy. There is quite a strong bitterness there as well. There is, is yeah. Mm. Interestingly, when you when you try them, that doesn't really translate into the beer at no. all. No, um, they smell lovely, but the smell they give to the beer is not like that. So, what what, what sort of flavour profile are you expecting from <laughs> the spruce tips then? So, there's a strange phenomenon that happens really, and it kind of scares me every year. You 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 <laughs> fill up your beer with spruce tips. You taste the wort once it's all been boiled through, and it tastes no different to any other wort you've ever made. Yeah. You go crap <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not worked and as it ferments you're desperately trying it and it's not there it's not there it's not there and suddenly near the end it begins to reveal itself and when the beer's fully conditioned it's right there in your face so oh, wow. something unusual is going on i suspect something yeast biotransformation-y is yeah. happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only explanation i've been able to come up with <coughs> other than other than maybe the sweetness of your work is drying out and revealing something that was there already, mm. but okay. it definitely develops and changes. So do you just do you just put it in the boil, or do you dry spruce tip as well? No, I mean it's a, it's an ingredient that you take out from the forest, and if you wanted to collect wild yeast, that would be the way to do it. Yeah, so true, true. Bo- boiling it is the thing to do, and it's quite a hardy shrub anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, just like some herbs that require cooking to get the good flavour out of them, 
it's one of those things that you do need to expose yes. to heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah to re- so do, do you put it at the start of the boil or towards the end? About half an hour boil is fine. Half an hour boil. Yeah, enough to nice. kind of sterilise it and enough to... I mean, they turn from bright green down to kind of a pale yellow colour in about five seconds. Mm. So it might even be that they require less, but we put them in for half an hour. It doesn't seem to harm it. No, no. And it still gives it that big flavour. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what, what about the, uh, the rest of the recipe? Are you going for a double IPA? Uh, we're actually brewing two spruce beers Ooh. this year. So um, when it was just myself, Mike and Matt that went out into the forest a few years ago, we managed to collect 11 kilos between the three of us. And that was enough for um, Spruce Foresight, which was our first uh, payload. Great name. Yeah, spelt Foresight like um, requiring future planning. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. it, it really does. <laughs> um, and so this year I wanted to try and do two because you really don't get the opportunity to do them very often. No. Um, no. So we're going to brew Spruce Almighty, which yeah. is um, a double IPA. It'll be the, the UK's first Spruce double IPA. Wow. Nice. Um, some Americans have done it because they're surrounded by Spruce yeah, trees exactly. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other one we're brewing is one called Sprucey Bonus because I wasn't really sure if we were going to be able to collect enough. <laughs> so the fact that we're able to has meant that we get this bonus beer out yeah. of it. Um, but that is actually today's brew and it's going to be a Spruce Red. Oh, nice. So when you pair Spruce tips with um, caramel malts and things, the way the flavours run together, you end up with cherry cola coming out the other end Wow! as a, as a flavour. Nice, nice. Or gingerbread. Yeah. yeah. That's gingerbread. awesome. Yeah, yeah there's, I could list the... Uh, the flavour descriptors of spruce that people have come up with and they all don't seem to tie together very well. You get, you get cola, aniseed, licorice, gingerbread. To not mention any brand names, Dr. Pop. Dr. Pop, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite, quite, a, quite a strong Dr. Pop flavour from, uh, from some and spruce dark beers, yeah. And it seems so weird that you get that flavour from spruce tips, which yeah. just, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. associate with that. Yeah, I mean, this is Lovely. what kind of got me into it in the first place. I used to have a homebrew book um, by Charlie Papazian, yeah. however you pronounce mm. it. And in there, there's just a recipe at the back for, you know, novelty brewers. If you happen to have some spruce chips, chuck them in and you get a beer that tastes like um, Dr. Pop. And I'm like, <laughs> that's really interesting. I need to find some spruce, some spruce somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And the only tree in my garden at university happened to be a spruce tree. Well, there you go. It's a sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't it grow out of a toilet or something like that? <laughs> No, we, uh, we had a nickname for it before we knew what it was. Uh, so spruce, or Sitka spruce anyway, has got a very smooth, about six or seven inch long pine cone that's brown. Yeah. And they all hang off the tree and drop to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so we called it the poo tree. Because <laughs> obviously, every, obviously, yeah, yeah. every few weeks we're out there sweeping up poos yeah. off the ground, yeah. Yeah, it didn't grow out of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we did design a pump clip for it because we brewed with it and we called it poo tree pail. Right. Uh, and the pump clip was a spruce tree growing out of a toilet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. you, it's no. an appetising name. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have worked as a brand suggestion. No, <laughs> no, no. There's definitely things that you go, yeah, I'll call my beer that. And you go, no, I will not call my beer that. It's a bad idea. Like, we like weren't Popper's it. Love Juice. You're not, you're not going to call a beer Popper's Love Juice because anybody who goes into the pub and goes, I'll have a pint of Popper's Love Juice, please. You're like, mm, actually not a good idea, is it? I'll have a pint of Poo Tree Pale. Do you have the Poo Tree Porter on as well? <laughs> we did do that. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Poo Tree Porter. Yeah. You yeah. got to. It was with spruce tips as well. Oh, yeah, sure. Ah. Yeah. And how does it change in a very dark beer then? Um, well, the chocolate malts that you get in there kind of play off the dark fruits and raisin character you get from some spruce when you pair it like that. And yeah, it's just a really wonderful, weird ingredient that you only get to use every now and then so yeah. I'm just trying to desperately use it as much as I can <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. definitely because like I say you've, you've just got a finite time in which it's it's available mm-hmm. to you um, and I can't imagine it's the sort of thing that you can um, sort of like store like freeze you can freeze it but it doesn't survive very long in no. the freezer I, I imagine the ice crystals probably break down it survives for about uh, three the, months in a household yeah. freezer I've found 
Yeah. Well, because like it's such, it's so soft. Like the cell walls are just going to be so mm. delicate mm-hmm. that any ice will just absolutely destroy it. So, sure. I, I wonder if you could dehydrate it and powder it. Don't know. There's an idea. Nah. We're gonna have to buy a dehydrator now, aren't we? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds like something you'd do. Yeah, it does, doesn't <laughs> it? I'm just, this is really nice. <laughs> So, uh, what, yeah, what else can you tell us about the recipe of the beer being brewed today? So, the one being brewed today is on 50-50 um, regular pale malt and marisotta, so propino and marisotta. Yep. Uh, it's turned red mostly by a little uh, portion of crystal malt in there, crystal 150, but okay. also a whole sack of Special X, which is a, a German kind of dark malt that you don't see very often. Yeah. Mm. But it tastes like burnt toast, but when you... <laughs> When you brew with it, you end up with the burnt raisin flavour you get on the bottom of an oatmeal cookie. Oh, nice. So I thought that would be perfect for something that's going to lend some kind of cherry cherry kind of yeah. cola flavour to the background, yeah. And the rest of it's just padded out with uh, flake barley and torrified wheat. So yeah. I imagine like a spruce red, I want it to be quite low carb, but high head retention. Mm. Not like smooth flow, but like smooth flow. <laughs> 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 so something like that. Yeah. Nice, nice. And it's going to be fermented on London ESB, so it's not okay. going to ferment too uh, dry. It's going to be quite sweet. Final, oh, nice. final gravity, yeah. Any hops in there at all? Yeah, um, Simcoe going into the kettle today, and yeah, we're going to yeah. dry hop it with some atanum. So low alpha acid, but yeah. quite a high impact um, kind of oil content. Are you, uh, how are you expecting that to complement with the spruce? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to dry hopping alongside spruce, I've typically chosen things which are, are naturally quite piney yes, in and of yeah, themselves. Yeah. And then that kind of helps to reveal the spruce character in there. Yeah. Yeah. I've never brewed a, a spruce beer without dry hops as well. I'm, I'm sure it'd be fine. But at the end of the day, it is a beer and we're a brewery that's known for our dry hopping. So yeah. it's kind of got to fit our repertoire as well. Yeah. It's just, I think the worry is as well, because as JD was saying, that the spruce comes in so late in the flavor that it'd be well after you want to dry hop. So it's almost sort of a... I mean, we're lucky because we've got Jay who's done enough research on it, but if it was your first yes. time out, you'd almost be dry hopping not knowing what flavours yeah, to bear yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, how, how well it's going to work. It, it, mm. It's one of those things where you've just got to hope and see, really, yeah. like, how it turns out. But Well, you can only really collect it from midway through May to the beginning of June, so we're quite late in the season now. Right, OK. Um, if you left it another two weeks, this green growth that's kind of quite rubbery and floppy yeah. starts to... Harden up. Starts to harden up. <laughs> You're right there, Ian. I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and... Um, a bit floppy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that creased them right up. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the stem of the spruce tip starts to develop bark. Yes, just, um, yeah, And then that's yeah. more like protection for the winter. Yeah. But the only... I've tried brewing with old spruce just to see what happens, and you can make spruce tea as well to mm. get a bit of yes, an impression yeah. of what the flavour might be. And there's no other way to describe it other it just tastes wooden. Yeah, you know it, it's tannic, astringent. Yeah, it's not the flavors you really no. want. And and the the aromatic oils that are in the spruce tips by that point have kind of hardened up and crystallized. Yeah, sappy. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of bitter. Yeah, so that's why you've got this kind of magic window to go and get it. No, I mean I think it's I think it's absolutely fantastic. You, you've got another tub there. Yeah, so um, on my way back from our other storage unit today, I I came across a a wild growing blue spruce. Okay, and uh, this is something for the home brewers out there. I've, uh, yeah, it's very prickly. Don't eat it, Ian. <laughs> um, it's Here an ornamental the variety of spruce, and there's about 30 different varieties. Yeah. The ones in the forest behind us are mostly Sitka spruce, but you get Colorado spruce, Norway spruce, yeah. blue spruce, which is that one there. And I've never brewed with it before, but I intend to. Tastes so, like menthol. Yeah. So I did wonder whether or not, because you get variety in different hop, um, hop types, 
I wonder whether you get the same variety in different spruce mm. types as well. So I'm going to brew back to back, or side by side, should I say, um, Sitka spruce and blue spruce. Nice. Oh, the thing is, that is a remarkably it, different flavour. Yeah, it smells. And like, it's a lot more lemony. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that. Uh, just out of curiosity, Jay, should that be harvested sooner? Because that's a lot harder than the other spruce. So is that, is, does that start softer? Um, no. No, okay. it starts out soft, but it, I've noticed on blue spruce, they come out where they go hard quite quickly. Okay. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm harvesting late in the season. Shouldn't be too much of a problem. If I thought about it a bit earlier, I may have got them earlier. Yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit pricklier. These, these ones, just because of where they are, they're mm. in the shade. They, yeah, they yeah, they're a lot quick. softer. Mm. It's nice, yeah. Uh, as you say, a lot more lemony, but lavender as well. And, yeah. And sort of, yeah. I, I yeah. definitely get that minty, um, minty the, yeah. like, sort of minty bit. I won't eat it, that bit. I've just had my mouth <laughs> right around it. I found snapping a tip off and just getting that in and tends to work. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the first time I've actually bitten into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's things safe. you do. No, yeah. it'll be fine. It's probably fine. Yeah, it'll be all right. I mean, you've been collecting them high. It's not like there's any big dogs kicking about. So no. you have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, so what is your um, sort of release time for this? What, like, where, when are you expecting this to... Is it, are you canning it? Is it going just into uh, keg? So we're going to can the, the spruce double. Yes, yeah. why not? You know, UK's first spruce double. It, yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. be canned. It's, you know, it'd be nice to get that out as far, far and wide so that people can try that. Definitely. Um, we're just going to keg and cask the, uh, the sprucey bonus. Um, and... See, see sort of where that goes and we might come up with new plans for that for next year as I said that's a bonus beer really so the, in, the intention was never to well not even to have it maybe yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll just add it to our cask and keg stock and have it as something fun ah awesome mm. nice nice well I think uh, now is probably a good time to um, wet our whistle and try some beers yeah of uh, course so you know we're just going to take a quick pause get some beer and then we'll be right back with you <laughs> So, what have we got here then, Mike? So, uh, first and only of the spruce beers, as, yeah. as JD mentioned, uh, it is highly seasonal. So uh, Difficult to get a hold of. Difficult to get a hold of. Any uh, sort of new ones? Um, did, did you mention that you'd start seeing them maybe in a month or two? Yeah, that's right, because you can only harvest from mid-May to early June. Obviously, the brew length is maybe a month to yeah. have it packaged and ready. You won't see if you're trying to do a podcast about spruce beers on the day of the brew. Yeah, you won't see them for two months or so. So unless people want to keep them from the previous season, but spruce is so good for making session beers and yes, really yeah. quaffable things. And I'm, I'm yet to see a spruce imperial stout, so nobody bothers <laughs> aging them. No, so they don't no. really. They don't survive into the following season. So it's kind of pointless. It's the most upset I've ever seen you. We were in a <laughs> we were in a, a oh, yeah. tap room in Liverpool, and they had a and they had a can of our uh, spruce foresight yeah. up on a up on a shelf. And Jay was like, "I haven't seen that in months. I love that bit. I really wonder how that's aged because I you know I didn't think to keep any." And they went, "Oh, we'll get it for you." And it took about three of them to figure out how to get up high enough to get this one can. Yeah, it was like proper display up on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd emptied the can and just left the can up there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, terrible. Just you know, you, you know, for this year to keep a hold of some. Well, I, I said that to myself last year, but <laughs> and you didn't. Um, there's, yeah, what's it called? Being high on your own supply. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It didn't last. But yeah, so, uh, awesome. uh, this one is a bit of an older one uh, from last year. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, I've just been given a hat. So have I. I, I do like I'm, wearing I'm, hats. I'm going to put my hat on. Yeah, I'm going to wear mine. Wild weather hat. Available yeah, at your local weather. brewery. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Do so I look like a cool dude? You, you do look like yeah. a cool dude. Nice. Uh, right, you so can't see this. This is a podcast. We'll do photos. It's fine. We'll do photos. Right. So yeah, this this beer, the beer, 
Uh, it's called Sprucey Banger, and it is a collaboration between Adnams and Northern Monk. Oh, interesting. Interesting pairing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I would never think to put those two together at all. No, but they have done a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you. It, it does go into pretty good detail about the ingredients, but yeah. I'm not going to say that yet. Okay. I'm just going to let you try. It let looks you nice. Yeah. It looks fantastic. I mean, like, it's got a good color to it, the sort of color I would be expecting. It isn't bad. It's, in fact, it's, it's quite nice. Yeah. But they haven't used nearly enough spruce in it. I agree. We have just been eating spruce. Yeah, that should improve the flavour, right? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Because the thing is, I I can't really think that I've actually had that many spruce beers. Mm. Like you know, it's it's not really like you say because it only comes out for a short window. Like it's very possible we maybe had some on at the Nags last year, but yeah, um, well, we had spruce foresight on uh, on cask, I believe. It depends whether or not I was there or away while it was on because because of that finite window. If I'm away working, I have a tendency mm-hmm. to miss certain things. But. Mm. And as a, a point of contention with me and JD earlier, I've also had a pine beer, mm-hmm. but pine is not the same as spruce. Not the same. It's not the same. Which is a shame because it rules out a lot of really good names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Art Brew did a Christmas tree beer mm. uh, where they stuck a whole Christmas tree in the And that's the a whole kettle. pine tree. So yeah. it's quite woody, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, very nice. It was sort of a 6% IPA. Yeah. We did a pine collab with Blackjack called Pining for the Fjords. Nice. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get into the differences between pine and spruce later. For now, this beer, what do you think? What do you think? I like it. Uh, it's, it's not quite what I was expecting. Uh, and I don't know whether or not just eating um, a lot of like kind of fresh spruce tips kind of maybe changes what I was hoping to get. There's a nice citrus element in there. There is. Actually, yeah. Yeah. But I like it. I'm wondering if maybe they've overdone a dry hop on it. I think maybe maybe the spruce could have shined a little bit. But it, but again, I'm just not sure if that's just because I went gung-ho straight into, you know, straight, straight into a <laughs> spruce bushel. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing is, obviously, like I said, because the fresh spruce beer won't come out for another month or so. Yes. Um, this is obviously from the previous season. So it might not, so have, might not have lasted quite I've never had well. any that's lasted long enough for me to understand how it depreciates. It might be that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Does it, like, does it say when it was, um, when it was canned? Uh, not on the, brood, on the can, uh, what the actual brew date was. Um, it does go into detail about where they got the spruce tips from. Oh, go yeah. on, then. Uh, the spruce tips picked from the trees growing at Holcombe Estate in North Norfolk. Ah, yeah. so that's how, that's how they've done it. They yeah. went to an estate Norfolk and went, spruce. let, us, let yeah. us pick your, your, your tips. That's pretty much what we did here. <laughs> for, okay. For our ones, we're... we're backed on by Englefield Estate. Yeah. And so I've been in touch with the forestry manager there who happens to be a fan of beer as well. Well, that's and handy. Is, uh, because, they're, because their forest is only really for um, timber, Scots pine. Yes, um, yeah, Any yeah. spruce that's growing there is just kind of windfall pollination stuff and yeah. doesn't really, it's not really particularly worried about what happens to it. Not that we damage them, but... No, no, no. Yeah, they're not um, planted in such a way that they can't be disturbed. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it goes into the detail of the hops as well. Uh, lemon drop. Mandarin of Bavaria, Chinook, and as you've done, Simcoe as mm. well. So they've been quite careful to pair it with citrusy, piney hops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems like the most logical thing to do. Like, if, if you're trying to accentuate that flavour, mm-hmm. that's probably the way you want to do it. Yeah, if that's what the spruce is going to bring to the beer, you yeah. may as well. Yeah, have... there's no point in trying to compete 
against that if what you're trying to do is showcase spruce. You don't want to hide it behind, like, you know, some big grapefruit flavor or something mm. like that, or peach or... I think if you're going to say that... If, you, if we're going to guess that spruce has the same depreciation as hops do... I think it's fair to say this beer's actually held out very well for a year. Yeah, I think I it's still a nice beer for a year-old beer. Oh, definitely. Mm. Like, it is, it's definitely quaffable. What was the percentage on it? Uh, quite low, 4.3, I think. Yeah, mm. 4.3. Yeah, like, I mean, like that. It's a good like, strength for a spruce beer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, like that on keg, it's just, it'd just be lovely. You could just mm. drink it down. Like, I'd, I'd like to try it fresh. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. Some, like, you know, it could be something worth looking at in a couple of months to see whether or not there is a sort of fresh can kicking about. Mm. But now we've drunk the only old can, so we haven't got back to <laughs> yeah, back we've got nothing, we got nothing to <laughs> compare against. It's a vicious circle. Uh, so I think we're going to uh, move on and try uh, yeah, a different let's have wild another beer. weather beer. Let's have another beer. So what have we got now, Ian? Uh, so coming up, we've got a beer called All Hands on Deck. We do know how to spell hands. This is uh, Hans was the name of the brewer. Um, so last year, I, got, I was lucky enough to be invited on uh, Simply Hops's German hop tour. So went around the Hautel region, um, drank a lot of beer and learned something about hops. He makes Very it sound nice. educational, but yeah. they were within days wearing lederhosen with infinite beer and two pint steins. So Wow. Messy. That Edu- is educational. Messy time. You, you, you got an education from that. I learned that I look incredible in later. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned not to look at my phone while I'm just about to go to sleep. <laughs> it's a lesson everyone should learn. Yeah, I think. Um, so while I was out there, I met met some lovely brewers that, uh, from all across the world. Um, I won't name drop, but Lervig. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and got a, got a chance to just hang out with some great guys on the on the bus back one night speaking to a chap and uh, I think both of us said oh we should collaborate and Lisa Nice is back um, and ne- I never thought anything of it I didn't hadn't tried his beer he hadn't tried our beer we just yeah. got along really well that's good um, about a month later we're chatting to each other still on Facebook and he said right come across for this collab then <laughs> I said, all right, where, where are you? <laughs> Sorry, who, who are you? <laughs> and he said, oh, we're, we're in Oslo. And so I thought, well, it's going to be a tricky sell to Mike, getting us to <laughs> yeah. pay him for us to go out to Oslo. But Mike went in for it, flew out to Oslo. Um, so they are, they are Veta Bugeri from a, um, from a town called Frisk, uh, from a town called Aska in, uh, in Oslo. Brew some great beers, do a lot of uh, good mixed firm stuff. And a, and a questionable brown cheese stout. <laughs> Interesting. Was it, was it any good? Well, brown cheese is like a delicacy in, in Oslo. It sounds it, like a delicacy. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it's, like it's, one of those things that should be a delicacy. But it's, yeah. it's cooked caramelised cheese. Okay. Right? Oh. With, um, with like molasses it's so, sugar It's sort of like the whey, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like sweet, cooked, savoury cheese. So it's got a real sort of salted caramel property to it. Right, like okay. a cheesy cheese. salted caramel. But, it's, mean, but so, it is still cheese. So yeah, so on a sandwich with a with a bit of like strawberry jam. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Right, okay. and it's also in a beer, as you do. Yeah, yeah, it's not incredible in a beer. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I quite liked it because he sent some back to us and we tried it out of context without having tried brown cheese. Yeah, to start yeah. with, and we're like, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's nice that people do these things mm. like you know it's it's also good that other people get to make mistakes so you don't have I th- to I think it's fair I think it's fair to say his brown cheese stout in um, in Asker where they are yeah. sells very, very well received, yeah. because uh, because people understand what brown cheese is yeah you've got a lot of people if, who like brown cheese yeah I mean if they made a Wensleydale stout over here I'd probably be all over it um, would you yeah. it would be all over you <laughs> <laughs> can't eat Wensleydale anymore it's just the beard uh, <laughs> So, uh, the beer then, mm. uh, all hands on deck. 
I'll um, let Jay do the beer. Yeah, sure. So um, all, all Hands on Deck was obviously a pun that we came up with, uh, and Hans thought it was quite gratuitous but very funny. Yeah. The, the can artwork is just four of him on a pirate <laughs> ship doing various things, one in the crow's nest, one, yeah. uh, one out on the bow. Um, but together we just wanted to brew um, a really nice juicy IPA. He's um, quite famous in his area for using quite yeast. Oh, and, nice, and he's nice, got his yeah. own um, kind of culture of that, but he wasn't able to bring any over. So we just went, well, we'll just get as close to that with our ingredients as we can. Yes, yeah. So um, not your traditional yeast strain choice for this kind of beer, really. As a 5.9 juicy IPA, we went for SO4. Oh, right. Um, okay. Which is something we wouldn't usually be able to do until we uh, got our hop torpedo up and mm. running. Yeah. And one of the things we found with dry hopping onto SO4 is because it lives fast and dies young, runs out of gas, the actual dry hop pellets that you'd normally just pour into the top of the fermenter just sink right and they, okay. they don't end up having the circulation yeah. so now that we've got the ability to circulate through everything in a sterile environment we're able to pack out a beer that doesn't have super dry attenuation yeah. with a lot of hops mm. you know one of the reasons that you end up with peachy or juicy beers is because you're onto a sweet base yes so if you can ferment slightly sweet then you're there most of the way wow mm. nice, but, I mean, nice. it, it tastes fantastic it's very good yeah, it's got a lot of dry hop character in it as well. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. Lo- lots of citra, lots of mosaic in there as well. And oh. quite a decent portion of dextrin malt as well. Mm. And that just imparts a big kind of thick beta-glucan, unfermentable quality yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, is, it, it like, is big, sort of thick mouthfeel as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's like just biting into a, a big, wet, juicy bit of fruit. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Mmm. Like and uh, not as strong as uh, some beers have to get to get that characteristic as well. Yeah, uh, it's only five point nine. It's a it's a strange choice thing, really. Yeah, yeah. I, good I, love, I love the fact that we're at a point now with um, beer where we can go ah five point nine. It's not that strong. Like, uh, like you know, like, yeah, like when, when, when I first started drinking beer, you know, mm, kind at of 9 like. you're like ah four and a half's about right. Whereas now people are like oh yeah like you know five point nine session beer. But to put it in the picture, this kind of beer at 5.9 uses the same amount of grain that if you'd have chosen something like USO5 to ferment with, you probably could have made a 7% beer. So in some way, they're just catastrophic wastes of grain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you get a good result out of the end of it. Yeah, definitely. Similar to what you were saying with the full of beans as well. That's also a catastrophic waste of grain. Mm. Yeah, There's an even lower attenuation uh, yeast strain there. Wow. Very nice. Go back and listen to the Craft Theory episode for more detail on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Full of beans is your coffee stout. Yeah, Irish cream coffee stout. Yeah, v- yeah. very nice it was as well. Mm. Right, should we should we grab another one? Yes. Right, what have we got now, JD? Uh, we have Infinite Genies, which is our four point six gin inspired botanical pale ale, and it's the best wish, isn't it? I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the the name of the beer does come from that James Acaster skit where yes. he talks about there being um, infinite wishes being banned by the genie, but yeah. the genie doesn't say that infinite genies are banned. <laughs> then you can yeah. just have three wishes for <laughs> as many genies as you like. Exactly. But yeah, and um, we did a collaboration with uh, Gin Distillery down in Brixham in Devon, okay. and uh, their dis- their little still is called the Gin Genie. That's what they've nicknamed it. So oh, nice. there's, yeah. there's, there's the tie-in for it. Um, but yeah, the guys who run the uh, distillery down there is actually the mum of my best man from my wedding oh, right. so yeah it's her and um, her business partner Liz uh, set up a little distillery overlooking the harbour in Brixham oh nice yeah very nice. nice nice small batch local gin yeah and for this beer they gave us the gin recipe so I've got a little bit of paper that obviously you'll only be able to see but your listeners won't yeah, yeah. but on that bit of paper is their gin recipe 
on the oh, left right. column. Oh, right, okay. And I've translated it across into how it translates into beer. Yes, so yeah, everything yeah. is scaled up and decided on how it's best to go in. But there's 14 different botanicals. Yeah, going. I was surprised just how long the list is. Yeah, everything from rosemary and thyme to cucumber to rose petals. Obviously, the main culprits, juniper, um, chestnut mm. wood, so on in, in there as well. So, it was a fun day. It was like Christmas every day when the when the mailman turned <laughs> up with a new box of something. Yeah. What's this? Oh, that's my cardamom. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are my rose petals. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's like, like you know, it's... Mm. You can see the researchers really went into it, and I think that really tells within the beer. Mm. Um, I mean, I was drinking this on cask yesterday at the Nags, um, and you know, I was just like, "Yeah, mm. this it, it was it was out of the twelve pumps we've got, that was the one I was like, yep, that's it's very that's fresh. The beer. Like yeah. that, that's the main kind of flavour from it. Yeah, First definitely. and foremost, we wanted it to be a beer with inspiration from gin, yes. because we went to their place and made a gin." with inspiration from beer yeah called tattered sails okay yeah because their their main stage in is called red sails because of the trawler ships that used to come in and out of the harbor yes so yeah it's um beer first and foremost but then with this kind of un you know undertone of fresh botanical uh I, 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 stuff. It, yeah. it, it really shines through as well like it it is exceptionally nice i think um, yeah that is very good Mine still tastes of spruce tips. <laughs> Stop eating the spruce tips. <laughs> He's dipping them in like it's a, like it's a biscuit in tea. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the spices and um, botanicals in there, I don't think you can necessarily pick out individually. No. But I know that they're all in there and they have to be doing something because I, yeah. I can taste mm. like, almost like it. background noise of so much stuff mixed together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it is like, like you're tasting it, you're just like, yeah, that's, that's gin. Mm. I mean, what I do wonder... Um, because there was a beer that we had on keg, uh, which was tonic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and it, like on the on the side of the keg, it said to be served with gin. So we were serving, like, well, you know, to some people we served like a third mm. with a shot of gin in it. And mm. I do wonder how well this would make a beer cocktail between tonic and <laughs> this. something worth checking out. Like yeah, just because then you've got gin and tonic, but they're both beers. Yeah. yeah. Like, just just to see how well that kind of works mm. uh, it'd be an interesting beer cocktail I think but to try uh, one day yeah mm. I, I'm, I'm very uh, pleased slash surprised to see that you've um, done substitutions with the hops as well so uh, uh, you, sure. you've taken out the, the sort of actual fruit that goes yeah. into the actual gin and, and replaced it with hops yeah they used a variety of citrus zests and although we've used citrus zests in beers before with yeah. hops since we were making a beer and not a gin, we decided that we had enough um, in our repertoire of hops in our store to kind of copy the mm. zesty flavours that they had in their gin. Yeah, and yeah. I, like, I think for a lot of people that is what will make it a beer rather mm. than just like an alcoholic liquid made with um, kind of gin spices. Like, so mm. yeah, and I think it, it was probably the best decision like, and, and, it, and it works really really well because you still get those flavours but then you still get that hoppiness yeah, yeah. and the, the hops uh, that fruitiness from the hops definitely comes through a lot more in the uh, aroma as well like mm-hmm. you, the first sniff I had was like oh there's the orange and grapefruit and stuff and then it was only looking down on the recipe I realised there's no actual None fruit in there. in there it's just hops yeah. it's just mo- well I'm not going to say what hop it is I think uh, we're always shocked by how strong cucumber comes through in a beer yeah <sighs> yeah like I love I love cucumber in yeah. beers. Uh, just especially for the summertime. That's like, not really a sort of flavour I'd be wanting in the winter. Yeah. Like you know, cucumber stout. I just I don't really know how well that would work. But like, 
JD's got a look on his face. I think we're going to be experiencing cucumber stout at some point. Cucumber dry stout. Yeah. But like for summertime drinking, like the dandy cucumber that you guys did was just... That was that was an odd day in the brewery oh. where, we're, where we're going, right, we used X amount of cucumbers in the last beer, and now we're going to do a kiwi version of the damn dead. Yeah. So we're measuring up kiwis next to cucumbers, <laughs> going, there's about four and a half kiwis to the cucumber. Do you think that translates? <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this going to translate well? Did it? No, it turns out it was more like 16 kiwis to the cucumber. Yeah. Wow. Right, okay. So cucumbers are very powerful flavour. Everyone thinks that they're not very powerful because they're so light, light and fresh. Yeah, but yeah. you drop mm-hmm. a slice of cucumber into water, and you can taste it immediately. Yeah, you can, really recognisable flavour it just so happens that the flavour itself is kind of watery but it's a strong watery flavour yes, you yeah, know? yeah yeah and just I, like, I think it really does work well with that um, kind of a sour beer so you get that refreshingness um, but then you also get the cucumber and it's just like oh, it just really works well I mean we, we were lucky enough to work with uh, Lally from Mad Hatter and they used to do Tatsiki Sour <sighs> before that before yeah, Mad like, Hatter went down Tatsiki Sour is like, <laughs> like last I think last year at the beer festival it was just it was my beer of the year it was just like yes I, I think for a couple of years it was my beer of the year yeah, yeah. Like, just absolutely outstanding uh, it's but, a crying shame that it's well apparently high. it was a chap called Paul I believe we never met him we met Lally um, but I think it was Paul that created uh, Tatsiki Sour and he's now at a brewery called Orbit so Orbit are now releasing Tatsiki Sour under the original recipe ah, is that so, true? so we may see that makes me very happy interesting yeah look out for orbit i guess yeah, yeah. okay you heard it here first folks <laughs> <laughs> spoilers i guess so, that counts as the beer ye be of the of the episode yeah as well. why not there you go <laughs> why not there's some beer news yeah. tatsiki sale might be coming to a pub near you so before we get into the next beer there is also another little something to mention about this uh, lovely botanical beer yeah, when the ladies from Brixham Gin came over originally, they brought with them some of the chestnut wood they used for aging their gin. And we also ended up buying a slight surplus of juniper berries originally. So, what do you do when you've got spare ingredients? Whack them all into a kilderkin and leave them <laughs> sitting in there until it's time to pull them out again. And so, that seems reasonable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we've got a beer coming out in the future called Back in the Atmosphere, Yeah, which is, it is Infinite Genies, but it's been aged on all of those extra ingredients, oh. so it's going to be really woody extra juniper as well. It's a really tenuous link as to how I came up with that name as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll never get there. It's really tenuous. I just, yeah. Do you remember the song Stars of Jupiter? Vaguely. Uh, oh. No. Oh, no. Just, you <laughs> blooming cool days. kids. <laughs> You'd remember it if I played it to you. Anyway. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Cottage Wines up in Birmingham. Um, they're holding their, their yearly birthday party. It's, it's, a real, it's a real pleasure and a real honour to be invited up to Cottage. You know, they put some of the best breweries on in the country and it's lovely to be, it's lovely to be involved and regarded as one of those. Yeah. Um, they were looking for something special. So. so they said, have you got something that only we can have? And we went, well, funnily enough, we've just put this into Kildakin <laughs> and there will only be three 20-litre kegs. How do you feel about that? And yeah. I went, can I have all of them so only <laughs> that we can have it? Yes, you can. Yeah, that seems fine. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, are you guys going to be able to try any before it heads off or is it just going to be... Well, um, I suppose unofficially uh, we'll get to try a tiny bit as we, as we do the transfer into keg, but... Official, yeah. but as we all know, that's not really the taste of the final no, beer. It's, 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 no, it's not the end product, really, yeah. is it? It's not that it comes out of the tap at the other end. Well, I guess we'll have to go. Yeah, I was, no, oh, how no, very no, fortunate for you. <laughs> Hopefully the other beers are nice there as well. <laughs> I'm sure they will be. Yeah, and limited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All, all right, right, we've so, got another yeah. beer. 
We, we, we have got a new beer. What, what, what have we got here then? So you tried our full of beans coffee stout last time I was on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This time we have the 8% version uh, full of beans export, which Ob- is a obviously. maple, walnut and coffee 8% stout. I do love maple. Oh, you can, the, the, the maple really comes through on the nose though. So mm. It's just right in your face. A big old bit of breakfast, this. Go on, Mike, give it a go. Get it in your face hole. How's that treating you? Very well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the FG being ridiculously high. You yeah. can taste that. Yeah, yeah, so the FG on this beer is 30.3. Wow. And uh, I've brewed some session beers before, which started at 30.3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's another yeast strain choice thing, really. Just like Full of Beans, it's brewed on a London ESB strain. Yeah. Um, pretty low attenuation. And there's a big, healthy whack of chocolate rye in there as well. Diff- it really difficult comes malt- through. Yeah, difficult malt to get hold of. Yeah. Um, but if you can, it's really worthwhile having a go with. Yeah. Yeah. Lends a really nice milk chocolate um, mm. character to a beer, yeah. Is there any spruce? Because I can taste spruce. <laughs> <laughs> you keep dipping that spruce in. Yeah, man. It's, it's not a hobnob, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is lovely. Yeah. It, it is. It's... It's so good, like you said. Like like chocolate milk is mm-hmm. is just so there. Chocolate milk, coffee, yeah. maple, bit of nut in the background. Yeah, oh, it's just yes. like a really exceptionally well done coffee. Yeah. And what did the ABV turn out as? Oh, eight percent. Okay, yeah. so not as bad as I was fearing. But no, uh, no, no. Just 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 just, eight. just a subtle eight. Yeah, you yeah. Know. quite Love a feeling it. of. Um, Chocolate cream biscuits, mm. um, Molio's trademark. Yeah, definitely milk. <laughs> Molio's and Dr. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's an afternoon you can sign me up for. Yeah, yeah, it's the highest finishing gravity we've ever done on a beer of that kind of strength. Yeah, but um, sadly, it's not super available yet. We're sending the first lot of it. I mean, it's called Philippines Export. So yeah, exporting it. I, I really wanted to make an export strength beer that actually went to export first. Yeah, yeah. So once we're once we're out of that, I think with, there's a, a fair amount of demand for us to send it back the other way. Yeah, and or, or don't send it at all. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it'd be it'd be nice if um, you know this was available in the shops in the UK because like it's absolutely outstanding. I mean, I've I've currently got a fridge full of imperial stouts, and you know I keep looking at it going. Oh, I should probably start wading into that. And it'd be nice <laughs> if, you know, this was somewhere in the back that I could get through to it in the end because mm. it, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it takes its inspiration from that kind of American rich dessert sort of stuff that you get. It's like an American breakfast out, really. Yeah. yeah with maple and walnut in there, rich kind of coffee as well, chocolate. Mm. Yeah. yeah, all of the things that are really bad for you, <laughs> especially like, I mean, for breakfast. Yeah, well, that's it. It is definitely uh, a very good breakfast beer. I mean, yeah. th- like this would set you up for the day really well, unless you had to drive. And knock anywhere. you down. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like if you didn't have to drive anywhere, this is clearly, clearly a breakfast. I beer. I think the nice thing about this stout for me is that although it's got the sweetness and everything that we talked about in there, there's no lactose in it. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit yeah, different. Yeah, that's, that's very surprising yeah. from the taste. Yeah, you don't need to put lactose into it. It, it, no. does, it doesn't finish dry enough to need to build it back. No. Yeah. No, and, and that's good because, you know, it makes it uh, more accessible for a lot more people, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's one of the things I like about the beer industry now is that it's, you know, it's about being accessible to more and more people. And the more flavor profiles mm-hmm. that are coming in, the more people who are getting into um, ales and uh, craft beers mm-hmm. that were currently just like, ah, oh, no, I, I don't want none of that. And it's just like, ah, there'll be one out there for you somewhere, I promise. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're totally transparent with our allergens and things like that. Yeah. So 
You know, mm. the, the only beers that have, or regular beers that have lactose in them are our um, damn dead range of sours. Yeah, and you write on it, lactose. Yeah, giant, miss yeah. giant yeah, letters. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Letter. Like, like you make it very obvious, which is the way it should be. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a sh- it'd be nice if more breweries made it mm-hmm. accessible. Because like, at the pub, obviously, we um, we put on... Uh, we, we used to we used to identify vegan friendly. Now we identify it as um, unfined or contains lactose, um, just because we found that actually saying it was vegan friendly, for some strange reason, some people get put off by the fact that they say, oh, I don't want I don't want to not know that vegan so stuff. And very it's like weird, you do it? realize carrots are vegan. <laughs> like a carrot is a vegan a vegan product. Like, but yeah. So now we identify it as uh, kind of uh, uh, like unfined. But a lot of breweries. It's very difficult to get that information. Yeah, that's just on their yeah. Yeah. like or on their websites. Like, mm. You know, there's been points where we have to ring up breweries and say, "Look, has how, what have you done with this?" It's like mm. just put it on the cast, put it on your punk clip, at least put it on your website. I think it's, not it's worth turning the other way, though, is it? Because well, for years it's been for years it's just been the norm. It's it's been accepted that all beer has findings in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, so realistically, I suppose you know, beer's been about for hundreds of years, and and this new way of doing beer has only been about for what five. Yeah. So I suppose you can sort of understand it. If they're not doing it, they're just going, well, everybody puts findings in. And mm. some of them are a little bit blinkered, I suppose, to go, well, actually, a lot of people aren't putting findings in yeah. now. I mean, Certainly, it's mm. only become a legal requirement to have it displayed on either your cask or something for the last five years or so. Yeah. so I remember when I was doing the uh, the beer ordering for Reading Beer Festival, I was doing it the year that that became mandatory. Yes. And, you know, that was a lot of extra work because so many of the brewers we were buying from hadn't really realised that it was mandatory until yeah. I mentioned it to them over the phone and they're like, oh. So, oh, we should have been doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Yeah, or, or if their sales staff don't actually know because they're not in the brew house or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's all, it's all gelled together quite nice now and, and it's everything, like you say, has become very accessible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it is one of the things I, I enjoy about kind of the beer world and, you know, it's one of the things I kind of got this podcast started was just trying to make beer more and more accessible to people especially yeah. from a homebrew point of view yeah and uh, yeah that's got the advantage of no one of the advantages at least with homebrew is knowing exactly what's gone into it and and you you've got that control whereas now as jd's saying if if there is that greater uh acknowledgement by the industry itself then that's that's brilliant and that cuts down a, uh yeah a lot of that unknown quantity definitely well I mean, you know, we've we've drank a lot of your beers. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so I think we not enough just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think at some point we should have to put a stop to it, and I think we're cutting close to our time now. So the, I think the the only thing is to say thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Uh, I presume people can find out about you guys on social media and all of that. Yeah, Facebook Wild underscore Weather underscore Rails, Twitter Wild Weather Rails, Instagram Wild Weather Rails. We're available everywhere. There you hey. go. So, and we are as well. Yeah, exactly. by the Mashton. Yeah, at by the Mashton for Twitter. You know, if you've got any questions about home brewing, um, you know, get in contact with us. If we can't answer your questions, we either find out the answer for you, or we'll be able to point you in the right direction. And if you've got any questions about equipment, um, you know, our partner, um, the Malt Miller, absolutely fantastic for talking to when it comes to that sort of thing because they just have such a wide range. And yeah. Thank you for listening, and if you like the podcast, please think about reviewing, subscribing, all that sort of thing, and get in contact. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.